1: sound coming in the morning it means it is baseball time everybody let's get ready for a nice another fourth season of mlb dfs quick kids thanks for joining me if you're a first timer welcome if you've been here before thanks for coming back it's your first look podcast monday through friday mornings to break down the mlb dfs action this will be your opening day thursday slate we'll briefly go over the five games as people that have listened before know and i focus on the main slate the nine game slate We'll talk weather, we'll talk odds, um, you know, over-unders and whatnot. And I'll even give a little BVP at the end. I know it's a controversial stat, but some people love it, some people don't. We roll over it in like two seconds at the very, very end just for fun to wrap up the podcast. A couple housekeeping notes, those of you that follow me on Twitter, I am at Intric. If you give this a rating and review on iTunes, I'd much, much appreciate it. It would really, really help me out. In the fourth season, it keeps growing every year because of you lovely listeners. And it'll help go up, up the standings even more. Um, I will be contributing this season at thequantedge.com. Over at Fantasy Sports DGens, everything's the same. This podcast will be free. All the other content, season long, other people's DFS, everything will be just free as usual over there. At the Quant Edge, I'll be writing four to five times a week doing a hitter's breakdown, the top players of each position for the slate that will basically uh, you know, enhance what you listen to in the morning. As more information comes out, I will be able to break it down more. If you want to be a member over there, use promo code Bubba for twenty five dollars off a season package. Um, it's not just articles of the Quant Edge. There's a lot of great writers contributing articles, but there's also some awesome, awesome tools coming out. There's the lineup optimizer. There's a the park factors. There's weather. There's so much coming out over at the Quant. So I highly recommend that if you want to use something more than just this podcast every morning. To Jump in there. They have a great Discord chat as well. So $25 off your season pass using promo code Bubba. If you want to make bets, they have a great betting tool at the Quant Edge, and it comes with your package. Go to mybookie.ag. Fun place to make bets, great odds, great lines. They have all your baseball bets covered. They have March Madness coming up this weekend. Tons going on over there at mybookie.ag. And if you're a first-time depositor, use promo code Benched, B-E-N-C-H-E-D you get a 50% first-time deposit bonus at mybookie.ag up to $1,000. It's that simple. Deposit $100, bucks, use promo code BENCHED, $50 back. $500, $250 back for a first-time deposit bonus up to $1,000. So mybookie.ag, promo code BENCHED. All right, let's get this thing popping on this You know, five-game early, nine-game main slate. When it comes to the weather, you got some wind to worry about but not too much rain. Uh, on your early slate, Baltimore and New York blowing out the left about 11 miles an hour. Atlanta and Philly blowing straight out the center at 11 miles an hour. Pray for Julio Teheran when you go to the night the night slate, the nine game main slate. Technically, it's all day games uh, this year, but uh, Chicago, Texas wind blowing in from right field about 17 miles an hour, still be in the low 70s there. One of the hotter spots in baseball. The Midwest is actually going to be in the, you the know, high 60s, low 70s, which is pretty good for this time of the year. So, something to keep in mind there. Uh, but Chicago, Texas, blowing in from right to center at 17 miles an hour. LA and Oakland in the Oco Coliseum, blowing out to left field about 12 miles an hour. There is 30% chances of rain there. They have been getting soaked all week long. So, Storm is supposed to be leaving town sometime Thursday, so keep an eye on that. Um, Giants at Padres, blowing in from left field at about 11 miles an hour. That might help Mad Bum not get Shelter's first start. And Pittsburgh at Cincinnati, blowing out to left field at 12 miles an hour, so... That's what you got to look forward to when it comes to the weather on this slate. Looking at your totals real quick Baltimore at the Yankees, total of nine. Mets, National, seven. Cardinals, Brewers, eight and a half. Braves, Phillies, seven and a half. Tigers, Blue Jays, eight and a half. That wraps up your five game main slate. So a couple eight and a and a nine to look at there. When you head to the afternoon main slate, Astros, Rays, total of six and a half. That is Verlander versus Snell. That is a pitching you just you dream about that stuff on channels when you watched them as a kid scrambled up. That is good stuff right there. Cubs Rangers total of nine and a half. That's where everyone is going to be blowing and going to. I already mentioned the wind blowing in on that one, but two pitchers very susceptible to getting beat around. Angels at A's total of nine. Dbacks Dodgers seven and a half. Indians Twins seven and a half. Rockies Marlins eight. Pirates Reds eight and a half. That's a sneaky one to have fun with. Giants, Padres, 8. White Sox, Royals, 8.5. And And then Red Sox, Mariners. It's on its standalone showdown slate at the end is 7. So we won't be talking about that one. That's what the Discord chat is for Quant Edge. Or if you want a free chat, if you're not paying as a paid member, I highly recommend paying for a membership with promo code Bubba. But uh, the Fantasy Sports DJs still have their free Slack chat that is blowing and going up and rolling. So go check all that out. All right, let's get into the five-game early slate. Real quick stuff. Uh, The pitchers I'll be targeting on this slate, Aaron Nola, that's uh, 9700 bucks going up against those Atlanta Braves. Uh, I'll trust Nola in that ballpark to get things done there at the high-priced option. Masahiro Tanaka, 9300 bucks against the rocky, rocky Baltimore. One thing I, f- I wanted to clarify before we started, all stats I'll be using here from 2018, so most people will be. As the season goes on, we'll get much more detail than the stats, much more stability in these stats. Right now, we have to go off of kind of how things were and how things we should be based on spring training and other stats. So there's a little bit of a wiggle room early on here in baseball, which is a good thing for us because we know baseball and we can exploit things. It's also kind of a – you're going to be even more surprised than normal when it comes to the baseball season. So keep that in mind. Uh, Masahiro Tanaka, again, 9300 bucks against the woeful, woeful Baltimore Orioles. They'll come in – they'll hit the ball hard from time to time, but a team that struck out a ton last year, very, very high strikeout rate. Masahiro Tanaka is a minus 307 favorite, humongous favorite. Um, so getting Tanaka at 93 is very, very nice. And then the, the third pitcher I'd look to on that five-game slate would be Marcus Stroman at $6,900. He's uh, facing the Detroit Tigers, a team with a lot of swing and miss in there, a team that's going to be really, really bad this year. Um, you know, Miggy's supposed to be healthy and whatnot. There's a lot to be concerned with. You know, it, it Stroman, massive, massive ground ball guy, not the biggest strikeout guy, but for $6,900, he could bring home some fun for you there. When you're looking at the uh, the bats on this slate, we'll keep this really short and sweet. You're looking at the New York Mets at the uh, at home against Baltimore. They're facing the trash man, Andrew Kashner. So uh, keep an eye on the Yankees, especially the left-handed bats, but all bats are in play. Gary Sanchez, sneaky catcher at 4,300 bucks. You got the likes of Luke Void at 45, big-time power in that matchup. But some of the guys I really like, um, and you have to see how the lineups play out. Again, first look pod. That's what the, the, the Discord or the Slack chat are for is information like that. But, you know, say a guy like Brett Gardner cracks the lineup at 3600 six That's a nice cheap piece of the pie. You want to get different in your, in your stacking and you do it in certain ways because everyone's going to go to Giancarlo. Everyone's going to go to Judge. Everyone's going to go to Gary Sanchez. You mix and match with a couple other pieces. You can still get those guys, but add something else or take one of them out and add someone else. Be much different in that respect. Um, the Blue Jays against Jordan Zimmerman is a nice one to look at. Lefties uh, hit him around quite well in the past. So, you know, the likes of Justin Smoke at 3,600, Kendrick Morales at 3,800, both really, really solid plays there. If Billy McKinney gets to start, he's first base outfield eligible at 3,200 bucks. He could be a cheap one to look at because usually when he starts, he'll be leading off. So he's someone to keep an eye on. Also, a Freddie Galvis switch hitting at shortstop at 3K is another punt if you're paying up for the likes of pitching and or Yankee bats, you're going to need some value. The Toronto Blue Jays, especially the left-handed side of the plate, is an angle to look at against Jordan Zimmerman. Um, the one that's going to be, oh, oh, so juicy. I already mentioned the wind blowing off the center nice and hard in Philadelphia is the Phillies versus Julio Teheran, a guy who perennially gets beat up by left-handed pitching. And he's a much different pitcher on the road than at home. So give me your Phillies; they're going to be great. Real Núñez in play all year. Reese Hoskins, I'm I'm in for a big, big season from him. But when you're looking for to beat Tay on, you want left-handed bats. Cesar Hernandez at 36 um, it is a really good look there. The righties can hit him just fine. though. McCutcheon only 3,900 bucks. Segura's 4K. Mikel Franco at 38 is a nice play. But the one everyone's waiting for, you know, an Odubel Herrera, sneaky, but it's Bryce Harper, 5,400 bucks. We'll go real quick at uh, some BVP before it gets rocking and rolling because I know, like I said, people hate BVP, but, hey, it's fun. Baseball's supposed to be fun. And he's 18 for 40 lifetime off of Julio Teheran with three doubles, eight home runs. He's driven in 19 RBIs. He owns Julio Teheran and he owns opening day. He's a, a guy that continues to hit bombs on opening day. His first game in Philly at home. Bryce Harper is a phenomenal play and should be rather chalky, I am guessing couple more teams to look at real quick. St. Louis against Chassin left-handed batters versus Chassin is something to definitely enjoy. You know, Goldie's always in play, but Matt Carpenter, at 46 is a nice play. I think people are going to kind of avoid this game because some still do respect Chassin and everybody wants New York. Everybody wants Philly. So, you know, the likes of Toronto, St. Louis and my last team I'll mention pretty soon could be options for you, but, uh, don't sleep on Paul Diong at 3,500. Nice cheap shortstop option. He's going to be batting third in that lineup behind Goldie and, um, he actually hits righties better than lefties. So keep an eye on Young, Guy I'm really, really big on this year. But those are some of the Cardinals to look at. Again, wait for lineups to come out. And if you aren't using Marcus Strowman and you want to get super cheap, like you want some big time value, you want to pay up for a couple pitchers, you want some big bats, you look at some of the left-handed bats from the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Nico Goodrum, outfield first base eligible at 34. He's a switch hitter that gives you some options right there. If he's in the lineup, Candelario usually leads off. He's only 3,200. You know, not the best of plays, but he has upside. Christian Stewart is one I really like in the outfield for Detroit. He's 3500 bucks. A kid with some pop. Uh, could be another low-owned guy. So, you know, you look at Detroit, St. Louis, Toronto, could be some of your lower-owned options for you in there. The Yankees and the Phillies are the ones that everyone's going to want to attack for very, very good reasons. So, should be a fun early five-game slate. Again, Discord chat, Slack chat, whichever chat you're in, hit me up, at me. Uh, in those chats it'll be a lot easier to get a hold of me in there so I know that you're, you're asking questions and I'll help you out alright let's get on the nine game main slate and with this we'll get back to the business as usual we'll go over our pitching then we'll go over our bats and we'll wrap this bad boy up uh, on your nine game slate your top option you have two guys over 10k you got Verlander you got Kluber it's all about Verlander for me at $11,000 if you're paying up and those that have listened to me long enough I'm not the biggest fan of paying up. In cash games, yes. Yes, you get your your stable set of points in cash games. But in GPPs, you don't have to. If you do pay up for Verlander, big fan. Because early in the year, uh, batters have the advantage over hitters uh, or over pitchers. Pitchers are still trying to develop things, work on things. They're close. But, you know, the first few starts, you still see hiccups. You still see them not going super deep into the games. That's what's also, you know, could be a struggle early on. But Verlander is a horse. Verlander is a guy that you know is going to get you 100 pitches. And when he gets you 100 pitches, he's going to get you a lot of strikeout possibilities. He's going against a Tampa Bay team that we know has got a lot of swing and miss. They're a very talented young club. They're going to be fun to watch as the season continues to, to go on. But they're a team that's going to strike out around 22 23% of the time. Maybe more with you know, a couple new additions and a couple guys that have left uh, in recent years. Still a good team. But Verlander, elite strikeout stuff. Last year almost a 35% K rate. Almost a 15% swing and strike rate. Does give up some fly balls, but limits the hard contact. So, a guy like Justin Verlander at 11K, if you're paying up, it's a premium, but it's a phenomenal premium to pay for. When you drop down to the 9Ks, you got Snell, Ryu, Freeland, Barrios. This is a a region I want to live in. I really want to live in here. I love Blake Snell. I'm not going to challenge him against the Astros. It's a team that takes a lot of walks, they take a lot of pitches just in general. It could be one of those starts where Snell might struggle to get to five or six innings. He could dominate, but at the same time, they might wear him down, and you might get very, very limited on the strikeout upside and the distance. In a GPP, he's got tons of tournament appeal because no one's gonna to want to own him against Houston and he still is the defending Cy Young champion. But if you look at his peripheral stats from last year, there was a lot of you know left guys on base. Like lucky is the not work not the right word because he was very, very good, but there it could have things could have gone a lot differently at times. hungjin uh, Hung really good guy to target as the season goes on, once we figure out what the Dodgers are going to do, but you know, they could just use him for three or four innings and then take him out. There's a lot of questions with Ryu. But start with Kyle Freeland, $9,000. This is a guy that had a sub-3 ERA on the road last year. He's going into Miami. Uh, Big, big target here with Kyle Freeland. Some Marlins team that's not going to be very good at all. Uh, Some veterans and some youngsters in that lineup. A team that struck out 23% of the time last year. Wouldn't be shocked if that number goes up this year. Uh, Freeland had a 46% ground ball rate last year. A K rate over 20% as well. Limits the hard contact in this matchup. I'm a big, big fan of Kyle Freeland against the Miami Marlins. Um... A team that last year hit uh, 258 versus lefty, so something to keep in mind there. Could could get better this year, obviously, but uh, not great overall. And last year really struggled against lefties, a 283 Wobo and a 115 ISO stuff we looked at there. Again, these are last year's stats, grain of salt, salt type stuff, but something to go off of. Um, a team that struggled quite a bit. You know, Starling Castro's there. You have Brian Anderson from the right side and a couple other options, but uh, you know, Rio Muto's gone. So you don't have to worry about him anymore. Uh, a lot to like there with, with Freeland at $9,000. Or, yeah, 9000 And then at the same price point um, is Jose Barrios. This is a phenomenal, phenomenal option. Uh, those that listen to Bench with Bubba, in our starting pitcher previews, we talked a lot about Barrios. Um, very underrated guy. One of the bigger innings eaters in baseball, which is very surprising if you don't know about it. But he's been amazing at home, and his struggles have come on the road. That's what allows him to still put up overall pretty good peripherals he's facing the Cleveland team, no Lindor, likely no Jose Ramirez, no Jason Kipnis. That was their one through three. It's, it's ugly. You have Hanley Ramirez back in the lineup. You might have Cargo. Um, Jake Bowers will be there. There's a lot of holes in this lineup, a lot of holes. Uh, it's a team that's going to strike out more than usual without Lindor, without Ramirez there. Um, Carlos Santana will be there. Barrios, big time stuff, over 25% K rate, over 11% swing and strike, 42% ground ball. Does give up some hard contact from time to time, but again, pitched much much better at home uh, in the past. So I like Barrios at nine K a lot. I think he's a very good cash game play and a GPP play with some strikeout upside there. So Freeland and Barrios, if you want to pay up, I like that that one two punch. It'll it'll put you down to like I think four K on average per hitter, and you can make that work. So I think Freeland and Barrios very very nice. But if you want to get cheaper, let's get cheaper. Let's have fun, and this is where it gets real interesting. And throughout the year, I'll I'll, I'll hit these pretty well early on. We're kind of playing more of a this is what I like game. Well, hopefully they show up game. Uh, Carlos Rodon, 7500 bucks at the Kansas City Royals. Just like last year, we will target the Royals early and often. And when it comes to Carlos Rodon, it's a control thing with this guy. This stuff is amazing. We know this. It's just a matter of making it work. Uh, it's a Kansas City team that's younger and younger. They're going to strike out over 20% of the time. Uh, Rodon just had a, almost 11% walk rate last year. And that killed him because the strikeout stuff was there. He'd have great starts at times. At the same time, with all those walks, his pitch count would rise, and you'd get worried about him not getting deep into games. But for $7,500, he could be a GPP-type option. Does limit the hard contact. Still had a ground ball rate of almost 42% last year. So that is some very, very good stuff. And in in the spring, he has shown some signs of improvement. So hopefully we see that going forward with uh, Rodon. And when it comes to him against this Royals team, it's a Royals team that... uh, you know, a 293 will, but a 124 iso last year versus left handed pitching was less than ideal, so maybe some things change there. But no salvi press is not going to help anybody's situation. So, uh, Carlos Rodon at 75 is definitely someone you can pick on the Royals with on Thursday. A couple other guys here you got the likes of Trevor Cahill at 6,300 bucks. If he's he's a wild one, he throws that slider a ton. If he's not bouncing it in the dirt, he could get some strikeouts there with the A's. Nomad Olsen really, really hurts there. Uh, so, keep an eye on Cahill, but also keep an eye on the weather. And then last but not least, this is a guy I really, really like. Um, I saw some of his stats. If you look at his, his at-home stats last year, Eric Lauer of the San Diego Padres, $5,600. First, my woeful San Francisco Giants. We're going to target him, the Giants a whole lot this year. But Lauer at $5,600 is super, super stinky. The Giants struggled tremendously versus left-handed pitching last year. And I don't see it getting a lot better this year. The team's going to be worse. Um, you still got Belt. You got Crawford. You got Panic in there. Posey's back there. But it, it, go it's not pretty. It's not pretty. We should have Duggar in the outfield. But uh, overall, it's rough. Mac Williamson might help a little bit. But a team that struck out almost 25% of the time versus lefties last year. And a lot of that lineup returns. Not all of it, but a lot of it. So uh, Eric Lauer at 56, much, much in play. Doesn't give up some, some hard contact, almost a 40% hard contact last year. But still almost a 20% strikeout rate, 38% ground ball rate. Lots and lots to like there. Um... The Giants team total is only 3.87. So you could get away with it there. They had a 285 Woba, 127 left lefties last year. Lauer did get hit around last year at a 331 lefty, 332 righty clip. But um, still, at 5,600 bucks, that's the kind of punts we dream of in Petco Park there. The ball does go a little better than what people think, but uh, a lot to like in that respect. All right, let's recap the pitching real, real quick. Up top for me, it's Verlander all by himself in the middle. I like Barrios one, Freeland two. If I have to differentiate the two, and then down below I got Lauer one, Rodon two, and Trevor Cahill three. Before we get to the bats, let me talk to you about Thrive Fantasy. It's a fun, fun way to play fantasy sports. We love playing our Draft Kings, we love playing Draft. Thrive Fantasy is totally different. It's still a daily format. But instead of just picking a lineup and drafting players, you pick prop bets. It's tons and tons of fun. Every slate has 20 prop bets. You pick 10 plus two ice picks. The ice picks fill in if one of your other guys gets scratched. You know, happens all the time in DFS. A guy doesn't make a lineup or gets scratched at the last minute. It's tons of fun. And it's like simple things like, hey, on opening day, well, Jose Barrios have over seven and a half strikeouts. And... If you take the over, it's worth so many points. The owners worth so many points. It's kind of like Vegas. The uh, is the positive odds gets you more points. Whoever has the most points at the end, it's a tournament style format. It's a ton of fun. They have free rolls rolling for MLB Opening Day. And if you're a first time depositor, when you use promo code Sports you get a free ten bucks in your account. Use it for whatever you want. Whatever you want, free ten bucks if you make a deposit over at Thrive Fantasy. So check out your app store at Thrive Fantasy. Use promo code Sports at a first deposit. And you get free $10 to go play some prop bets, tournaments. Tons and tons of fun. They have it for all kinds of sports. Uh, Basketball, football, you name it. They've got it. But baseball's kicking off, and it'll be a great, great format to utilize. All right, let's go position by position on the bats and break it down for you real quick. Wilson Contreras, the highest price catcher at $4,400. Going against Minor, which is a very nice target and a very nice ballpark. But Contreras struggled a ton last year. If you believe in a bounce back, it's great. I'm not the biggest guy in paying up for – for for catchers, as we know, but righties did hit minor at three twenty four clip compared to two ninety seven for lefties last year, and the Cubs have the highest team total on the slate at four eight four. So keep an eye on that one with Wilson Contreras. But if you, as you slide on down, you know, like the likes of Wellington Castillo at thirty five, I can get behind against uh, Brad Keller. Keller's a, a decent pitcher, but he's a major pitch to contact guy. Not a lot of strikeouts. So the White Sox will be in play. They are a cheaper option today. Uh, they will get some powers. Lefties hit three thirty four last year. Righties only two sixty eight. Versus Keller. So if you want to skip on Wellington, you can. But there's always that GPP home run upside there from Beef Wellington. The farther down you look, though, you know, Tucker Barnhart, lefties versus Tyon. Tyon's very, very good. But lefties can get to him at 3100 bucks. Not my favorite play in the world, but something to take a look at there. Uh, Ronnie Trinos versus uh, Blake Snell at 3 k is a sneaky GPP play if you're looking for him to run into one. And then other than that, check lineups. See what comes out. Maybe an Austin Hedges versus Bumgarner at only 3 k Um... Maybe a James, if uh, Beef Wellington should get to start, so James McCann shouldn't be there. But uh, that's why you need to check the lineups because there's a lot of cheapy options. Uh Jorge Alfaro is a good one if you're not using Freeland. He's a power le- a power catcher, twenty eight hundred bucks for his Freeland. I do like Freeland a lot, but if you want to punt the position, you can go somewhere like that. Uh, Jeff Mathis for Texas at 28. If he gets to start, highly doubt he does. And the last one I'll mention before just blabbering on and on. Martin Maldonado should be catching for Kansas City against the lefty Rodon at 2700 bucks. That's not a horrible punt there against Carlos Rodon if you're not using him to pitch. Maldonado at 2700 As you head over to the first base position, it's going to be loaded per usual. Yate Rizzo in Texas. Daniel Murphy against Jose Urania 49 is very intriguing, but... Joey Votto will get overlooked as many did not like him last year. 4,800 bucks for James and Tyon. uh The Reds have a, almost a 4 4 team total. Lefties 311, righties 255 off Tyon. The ball will be flying out of Cincinnati Great American Small Park to left field at 20, 12 miles an hour. And tie-on is very, very good, but lefties can get to him. So something to keep in mind in that matchup. As you go down farther, though, the likes of like a yonder Alonso uh, of the White Sox against Keller at 41. A left-handed pop versus Keller, we mentioned it already. With it comes to the White Sox, hit lefties at 334 off Keller last year. Good kid, but uh, a lot of contact. He only had a strikeout rate of 16.5% last year and a ground ball rate of almost 55%. So, you know, if, if that ground ball rate on any start drops down to like 45%, that extra 10% of five balls could add up in a hurry. So keep an eye on the lefties there in Chicago, 4,100 for Yonder Alonzo. Farther down you go, if you uh, don't believe in uh, burials, Carlos Santana at 38 and a GPP. But Josh Bell at 37 in cleanup for the Pittsburgh Pirates in Cincinnati against Luis Castillo. Luis Castillo has had a horrific, a horrific spring training. Uh, He did the the dance he did in 2017. Last year also, second half was phenomenal. Everybody jumped on board, and he had a rough, rough spring. It's not to say he can't change things, but lefties hit him well. 347 last year compared to righties at 288. Pittsburgh Pirates aren't in PNC this game. They are in Great American Small Park. So, the likes of Josh Bell at 37 is a very, very nice play, especially in a GPP against Luis Castillo. The farther down you go, if you like some value here, Justin Bohr hitting in the middle of that Angels lineup against what looks to be Mike Fires, still subject to change, but Mike Fires, Bohr at 3600 bucks is oh so nice. The Angels have a 4-4 team total. Lefty 322, righty 345. The Angels are definitely in play in this matchup. Watch the weather again. 30% chances of rain over in Oco Coliseum. But uh, Justin Bour at 36. Very, very nice looking play in that matchup. Uh, a couple others you can look at here as you slide on down the list. You know, if Ryan McMahon cracks the line of first Urania at 34. Very, very nice place. First base, second base eligible. Lots of pop in that. Bats, keep an eye on him. Um, Tyler White for Houston, if you are doing GPPs versus Snell, first base, third base, he's $3,300. Uh, you could look that direction. Other than that, check your lineups and see what else comes out if you are looking for value. As you head over to second base, you like Whit Merrifield at 45 and can get on in Steel versus Rodon, definitely a play. Jose Altuve at 44 Rudin and Odor hit lefties much, much better last year, so he can be a very contrarian GPP play because a lot of people just look, oh, lefty, lefty, I'm moving on. Odor did hit him better. It is John Lester at $4,000. Uh, in a very lively ballpark, the wind is blowing in, which is nice. But still, Texas has a 4.65 team total. Lefty's 360, righty's 334 off Leicester last season. He was a, just disgrace when it came to pitching. So you look at a guy like Rudy and Odor, contrarian-wise, a 4K could be a way. Because everyone's going to target that game. Highest total, it's, it's Arlington. It's going to be low he's One of the better hitting environments in baseball, even with the wind blowing in. So a guy like Odor in that lefty-lefty matchup is a way to differentiate yourself. Uh, a couple other guys to take a peek at here. Uh, Jerkson Profar likely playing first base, but he's second base eligible on DK. He's 36 versus Cahill. Uh, Yulmer Sanchez at 35 versus Keller. Is another one to look at. I mentioned uh, McMahon already at 34. Uh, Chad Pender, if he's in the lineup. Kiki Hernandez at 34 against Granke is uh, a contrarian type play. The Dodgers will be very contrarian. They have a 4.2 team total. Lefty's 298, righties 305 versus Granke, but they've had success against Granke in the past. So it's a GPP angle if you're looking there. Couple other ones to take a peek at if as we go down. If David Fletcher makes the uh, lineup for the Angels, he's second base, third base eligible. He's thirty-three hundred against Mike Fires. A nice value play there if you're looking to punt something at the position. And then Adam Fraser likely leading off for Pittsburgh. Another left-handed bat. He's only thirty-two hundred versus Luis Castillo. Big big fan of that play. Uh, Wilmer Flores as well. We know he can hit lefties well against Ryu at thirty-two hundred. I like uh, Fraser and Flores as some value here at that position. Uh, other than that, check lineups and we will see where we're at. Third Base you got Arenado's always in place, 5,500, but he's not in Coors anymore. But you got Chris Bryant at 54 versus Minor, intriguing as all get up, as we talked about earlier. Lefty's 297, righty's 3, 3, 324 off Minor last season. But Bregman's a contrarian GPP play against uh, Snell at 4,900. Machado versus Bumgarner is oh so nice at 4,800 bucks. I'm imagining it'll be pretty popular uh, if you are picking on Bumgarner. They have a 4.15 team total, lefty's 233. Righty's 339 versus Bumgarner last year. Yeah, he was a mess, and this spring he's been better, but still. Manny Machado, $4,800, bucks 1st game at home in San Diego after that big contract. If you believe in narrative street, Machado's in a great, great spot here versus Matt Bum. Matt Chapman's a guy I'll attack early and often this year. I love him more versus lefties than righties, but 47 is worth the look. Uh, you got the like of Yohan Moncada, lefty, strikes out almost 40% of the time but does have immense power. Keller doesn't strike out as many. Maybe it offsets each other. And he does give up a ton of contacts. So Moncada at 45, GPP type play. Uh, Justin Turner, 42 is interesting. Farther down you go, if you aren't using Lauer and you want to save some cash because he paid up on pitching, a guy like Evan Longoria at 37 versus Lauer could be an interesting GPP play. It's not sexy by any means, but the veteran can hit lefties very, very well. So don't sleep on Longo, especially early in the season when these veterans are still fresh. Something to think about there. Uh, Brian Anderson versus Freeland at 32. If you aren't using Freeland, someone to definitely take a look at. Uh, in that one, I mentioned David Fletcher earlier for the Angels at 3,300. Going over the shortstop position, you know, you got Trevor Story worth a look. Bregman, I mentioned him already. Javi Baez at 48 versus minor. will be very, very popular, and rightfully so. The likes of Adelbert, Del is intriguing at 45, but as you slide on down, like Tim Anderson versus Keller at 44, a little pricey for me, but in a GPP or a game stack, you could definitely look that direction um but farther than the likes of jose peraza against ty on 35 has some appeal andleton simmons at 35 mentioned kiki already um you can save some cash here at shortstop i don't think it's necessary to pay up you can pay up elsewhere and um, check the lineups and maybe get some some nice value here because nothing's really standing out but like if you want to get weird nick Ahmed versus Ryu's 2900 bucks if you want to punt the position William uh, willie Adamas, hope he runs into one versus verlanders 2900 bucks uh, nothing really, really great here, but uh, check the lineups. If, if, if otherwise, you're going to have to pay up the short, and I really, really don't want to on this slate. And then in the outfield, you go. You got Trout versus Fires at 56. Trout's pretty much a play every game. You'll understand as the longer you listen. I just kind of look over the first like ten guys because they're obviously priced up for a reason. Like Blackman versus Urania, get it? Chris Davis always a GPP play, especially against Cahill. Uh, you just keep going down the list. But a uh, David Dahl at 47 is interesting. Prefer him in Coors, but he's still interesting. Whit Merrifield, dual eligibility, 4,500. But as you slide down, like a Will Myers at 44 versus Bumgarner, very, very intriguing in that one. Eloy Jimenez, 4,300 bucks in his debut versus Keller. That might be a popular play, but if you want to be contrarian and go with the lefty with a ton of power and a ton of swing and miss, Daniel Palk is 4,200 bucks. That is worth the look there. Um, farther down you look, Joey Gallo, uh, Contrarian, because lefty lefty, he's forty two hundred versus Lester. Don't hate that at all. Uh, Yasiel Puig making his debut in Cincinnati. Not the best matchup versus Tyon, but he's forty one hundred. Sliding on down the list some more, though, like Corey Dickerson, left-handed bat, hitting second or third in that Pirates lineup against Castillo at thirty eight. Does have some tremendous upside. C Dick could go deep in that one. Um, a little farther down because like Scott Shevler against Tyon at 37, GPP only. But Cole Calhoun against Fires at 37, big fan of that one. Uh, Fran Mill Reyes, depending on where he's at in the lineup, versus Bumgarner at 37, has some serious appeal as well. So some definite options here in these lineups. like a Jorge Soler at 36 and a GPP for power. Um, Hunter Renfro is a guy we targeted against lefties a ton last year. He's 36. A lot of value, and it's like 3,800 and below range. The line of the Shields, if he's leading off versus Lester at 36, Nice contrarian angle in that matchup. Uh, again, tons and tons to like here. If you want to fade Kluber, who can give up the long ball from time to time, uh, Minnesota's team totals three point five five. Uh, you can look at a guy like Eddie Rosario, getting him at a discount in this matchup at thirty five hundred bucks in the lefty lefty. The Twins have had success versus Kluber in their in their past, so keep an eye on that. Another righty um, to take a look at would be like Tommy Pham at thirty four hundred bucks, big discount versus Verlander GPP only. And then the farther down you go, you get to the low threes. Um, you got like Nomar Mazara, lefty lefty matchup, Contrarian Angle, Jesse Winker is only thirty three hundred bucks for Jameson Tyon. That's sneaky nice, especially if they get smart and put them towards the top of that lineup. Winker versus Tyon at thirty three, very very intriguing. Tyon's very good. It's a risky move playing these these Reds, but that's the kind of moves that could win you a GPP. Um, and then as you get down to the low threes, it's going to be hit and miss here. So. Maybe Rick, uh, Robbie Grossman leads off. He's hit these 3,200 versus Cahill. You can look at stuff like that. But uh, Greg Allen is cheap. Check your lineups and get back to me on that one. Look at it. Simple, simple stuff, folks. Wrapped up the nine-game slate. Recapping your pitching real quick on this nine-game slate. Justin Verlander up top all by himself in the mid-range. Berrios, then Freeland for me. Down below, Lauer, Rodon, and Cahill. If you want to recap the five-game slate, it is the very beginning of the podcast. So go check that out. Let's look at your team totals and what to stack on this later slate. Um, you know, everyone's going to go to that Cubs-Texas game. I get it. Knock yourself out. Try to be contrarian where you can. But, like, the A's versus Cahill is very intriguing. Uh, that whole game, the Angels-A's game, because the Angels versus Fires, I like a lot. Remember, here's a reverse split. guy last, last year Lefty's 322, right, he's 345 versus Fires. But he uh, could definitely have some fun in that one. But the farther down, Cincinnati left-handed bats versus Tyon. Keep that in mind. The... The Royals versus Rodon, if, yeah, I like Rodon quite a bit. But the White Sox versus Keller, that's a sneaky angle, especially lefties versus Keller. They at three thirty four last year compared to two sixty eight. Uh, the right-handed Padres bats versus Bumgarner, uh, lefty or righties at three thirty nine off Bumgarner last year. Just keep an eye on that. Um, the Pirates, similar to that White Sox call, especially the left-handed Pirates. You know, Dickerson, Frazier, Bell. I got the nice little three-man stack there. Could be interesting. Lefties at three forty seven off Castillo. Uh, he pitched better at home last year than on the road, but he's been a disaster this spring. So keep that in mind. Uh, a lot to like here on this slate. A lot to like. Let's get your BVP and get you on your way here. We'll do the whole whole day's action. Um, you know, not much here. DJ Ilame, 6-for-19 with a double off of uh, Kashner. Like Greg Bird, Didi Judge, all have homered off Cashner. Didi's not even playing. Bird's not even playing. So doesn't really matter much. Uh, as you go down a little farther, Adam Eaton versus uh, DeGrom, four for ten with two doubles. Um, Trey Turner's taking him deep, and nothing too crazy there. Conforto, I told everybody in the Slack chat, Scherzer's given up at least two bombs. He pitches great games, but he gives up bombs. Conforto's hitting three forty-eight lifetime, eight for 23 with four home runs. Off of Scherzer, so keep that one in mind. Uh, Broxton, Lowry, Suspetis, Nimo, Cano, have all taken him deep. Are, are, De has taken him deep twice. As a team, they're hitting a buck 96 for Scherzer, but Conforto's had some serious success there. Uh, Travis Shaw's 5 for 11, 2 doubles and a homer off Mikoulas, uh Something to keep an eye out on that one. Dexter Fowler, 5 for 3, 3 doubles versus Chassin. Ozuna, 6 for 12, 2 doubles. Carpenter, Goldie have taken him deep. Uh, I mentioned Bryce Harper is just 18 for 43 doubles, eight homers versus Tehran ownership. That is impressive. Reese Hoskins, five for 13, three doubles. But Kutch, Segura, Cesar Hernandez all have two homers. odabell has got three homers off of Tehran, so they can take him deep early and often. Uh, Marquecas has taken Nola deep twice. Nothing crazy, though. As you scroll down, not too much. Corey Seager six for 14, two homers off Granky. Bellinger eight for twenty-two, doubles, two homers. Justin Turner ten for twenty-eight, three doubles, a triple, two homers. Jock Jans, Enrique, Pollock, and Taylor have all homered off of Granky. I mentioned how they have owned Granky in the past. A team average of two eighty-four, uh, something to keep in mind. Uh, uh, keep in mind there, a woba of three ninety-eight, an ISO two ninety, career versus Granky when it comes to the D-backs. Uh, a little farther down. You got uh, Don't Sleep on Abby Garcia this year. It's not a big fan against Justin Verlander. But Bregman, 5-for-10 with a double and a homer off Blake Snell. Altuve, 3-for-10 with two homers. Again, small samples, but it's something to keep in mind. Uh, and other than that, uh, not a whole lot else to take a look at. Uh, Marvin Gonzalez, 9-for-20 with a double and two homers off of Kluber. Um, Carlos Santana, 4-for-9 with a triple and a homer off Berrios. Still not a ton to write home to mom and dad about. Jose Peraza, 12 for 24, two doubles and a homer off Tyon. Winker's taking him deep. Scooter's not playing, but Ayo Suarez taking him deep twice. Uh, they have a 339 Will but a 156 ISO career versus Tyon, 287 average. Something to look at there. Uh, last but not least, uh, no, no. Edwin, Edwin Encarnacion, 6 for 19, two homers off Chris Sale. If you're looking at the night game, but that is about it. That'll wrap us up on Quick Hits, folks. Go check out thequantedge.com. Promo code Bubba for $25 off your season pass. Uh, My bookie, if you're looking for a first-time deposit bonus, up 50%, up to $1,000. Promo code Benched. And Thrive Fantasy, free $10 first deposit. Promo code SportsDGens. Give us a rating and review on iTunes. I'd much, much appreciate it. It's a fun podcast. I love doing Monday through Fridays for you guys. And baseball is back. Opening day is back. And that means Back in Black is back. You guys have a great, great opening day. Any questions, hit me up on Twitter. At Intric. This was... MLB DFS Quick quick Hits, your MLB Opening Day Edition. I'm out.